welcome, welcome, welcome to Tilt. Happy Monday, everybody. Well, let's call it Man Down Monday. I'm here to give you a hand because only real ones understand. I'm your host, OG, and as always, if it's your first time joining us, Tilt stands for Talking Lamest Times. No need to reintroduce myself. Let's dive right in. First, we're going to start, as we usually do, with the college football breakdown, what went on in the, during the weekend. First, we're going to start with those Georgia Bulldogs, Georgia versus Charleston Southern. This was basically over when the when the dogs ran out of the tunnel. Complete domination from beginning to end. Dogs, 56-7. to seven. Number two, Alabama versus number 21, Arkansas. Everybody was hoping both teams would be undefeated when they met for an epic clash. Well, both teams have a loss. But they did not disappoint. Bama's freshman QB Young to the new yardage record. And the Razorbacks pulled out all the stops. This was still a game with two minutes to go. But Bama pulls it out 42-35. Number three, Oregon versus Utes. Number 23, Utah. I told you Friday, nobody wants to play the Utes. The boogeyman cometh. The Ducks got beat every way possible. It was never close. Say it with me, Utah. Where bold aspirations go to die. 38-7, not a shot. Number four, Ohio State versus Michigan State. Once again, I call this when I said Buckeyes all day. It was Buckeyes all day. As the freshman QB Stroud threw for six scores, Sparty never got off the bus. Buckeyes 56-7. Number five, Cincinnati versus SMU. The Bearcats can't stop, won't stop winning. If they don't crack the top four after trouncing a good SMU team, NCAA, do the right thing. 48-14, Bearcats. Number six, Michigan versus Maryland. The Wolverines had a lot of fun at the Turpins' expense, 59-18. Number eight, Notre Dame versus Georgia Tech. I said Tech was not ready for the Irish balanced attack, and they weren't. 55-0 Irish. Number 9, Oklahoma State versus Texas Tech. Shout out to my guys. Number 7, Adrian Fry. Number 32, Tyreek Matthews. was not a good game. The Cowboys roped in the Red Raiders, took their guns. No guns up for Tech and no points. 23-0 Cowboys. Number 10, Wake Forest versus Clemson. Wake is having a great season, but the team that has owned the team that has owned the ACC the last decade served notice. The lights still on, and they still the bullies on the block. 48-27 Tigers. Number 11 Baylor versus Kansas State. The Bears didn't take any chances and doubled up Kansas State 20-10. Bears. Sickum. Shout out to my daughter Trinity. Number 12 Ole Miss versus Vanderbilt. Lane Kiffin has Ole Miss focused, playing well as a team, and they dispatched the Commodores easily 31-17. Like I said, Lane has a team. Number 13, Oklahoma versus Iowa State. The Sooners love playing with fire and almost got them burnt after dominate the first half. The Cyclones, who are tough out on any day, bounced back and made this a game. The Caleb White closed the door 28-21. Sooners. Number 14, BYU versus Georgia Southern. The Cougars continue their winning ways, 34-17. Number 15, Wisconsin versus Nebraska. The Badgers are back to business of winning 
but the Cornhuskers were game and gave Wisconsin all they could handle, but still coming up short, 35-28. I hope they don't fire Scott Frost. He's got the program going in the right direction. He just needs a little more time. Number 16, Texas A&M versus Prairie View. The Aggies let it all hang out. Nothing to see here unless you came for Prairie View's band. Aggies, 52-3. Number 17, Iowa versus Illinois. The Hawkeyes have righted the ship in recent weeks, but Illinois, without coach Brett Billima, put up a good fight. 33-23, Hawkeyes. Number 18, Pittsburgh versus UVA. Great back-and-forth battle, but I thought it came down to a shootout that the Cavaliers will prevail. Not the case. Pittsburgh, 48-38. Number 20, NC State versus Syracuse. The Wolfpack got it going early as opposed to late and ran away with it, 41-17. Number 22, UTSA versus UAB. The Roadrunners still hanging around, even though UAB tried to play spoiler. Not the case, UTSA, 34-31. Number 24, Houston versus Memphis. I thought this would be a shootout, but the Cougars D helped Memphis to the season lows. Everything across the board. 31-13 Cougars. Who would have ever thought? Number 25, Mississippi State versus Tennessee State. The Bulldogs air raid offense rained down on Tennessee State to the total of 55-10. Everybody knows Mike Leach's teams don't take prisoners. Now Eddie George at Tennessee State knows too. Games of note. Texas versus West Virginia. The fall from grace for Texas continues. The Tom Herman era doesn't look so bad now, does it? Five losses in a row. The natives are restless, and the transfer portal is going to be it's going to break from reports of a mass exodus from the program at season's end. I tried to tell you. Also, UCLA versus USC, one of the oldest rivalries in college football. UCLA too much firepower. Too much firepower. 62-33 over the Trojans. My HBCU watch this week, Jackson State versus Alcorn State. Tigers won 24-10. Coach Prime still sidelined, but he was there at the game. And in other college news, Dan Mullen is out at Florida after a disappointing season. And we're going to flip it to the pros. Our pro players, game one was the Bills versus the Colts. The question everybody wants to know is what happened to the Bills? Especially at home, the Colts put on a clinic on the ground. Jonathan Stewart, 185 yards, 5 TDs, no Bills Mafia this Sunday. 41-15 Colts and a shocker. Ravens versus the Bears, no Lamar. The Ravens backup Huntley made enough plays to survive the Bears late. 16-13, there was a Justin Fields sighting, just not enough of them. Lions versus the Browns. This game, this game left a lot to be desired, but whenever Nick Chubb sues up, it bodes well for the Browns. The Lions without golf were just flat and terrible. The Browns survived 13-10. The Titans versus the Texans. To say the Titans missed Derrick Henry is an understatement, especially late even with the Hall of Famer filling in. It wasn't enough to beat the last place Texans in a pouring rainstorm. Tyrod Taylor has been Mr. Difference Maker, 22-13 Texans. I didn't see that one coming. I don't think Vegas saw that one coming. 
Vikings versus the Packers was box office. The Vikings jumped out at home and seemed to be in complete control. But in true Aaron Rodgers fashion, he led the comeback with a late uh, a late field goal, ruined the party for mixed to vaccinated 34-31 Vikings. Dolphins versus the Jets. Tua had one of his better games along with Miles Gaskins in the ground on the ground. The Jets put up a good fight with Joe Flacco making a start but fall short 24-17. The Saints versus the Eagles. I just want to know when Jalen Hurts is going to get some credit. He's the engine that makes Philly go. Not a franchise guy, you say. Ask the Saints. 40-29 from the non-franchise guy. This guy needs to get some recognition. Carolina versus the Washington football team, which, like I said, I was one of those guys who wanted to watch. I wanted to see Cam come back. Stick it to him. Well, Cam made his return to Carolina, just not a, a triumphant one. It looked to be over early, but the Washington football team showed true grit. Shut down the return of Superman and Riverboat Ron can breathe easy. 27-21 Washington football team. 49ers versus the Jags. The Niners are almost healthy, and Shanahan has decided to play with one quarterback at a time as they rolled over the Jags. The miseducation of Trevor Lawrence continues. 30-10, Niners. The Bengals versus the Raiders. The Bengals have been out of sorts lately, but Joe Mixon found his mojo today and laid waste to the Raiders' defense. No spark for the Raiders' offense. 29-13, Bengals. Then we had the Cardinals and the Seahawks. No Kyler, no problem. Not an offensive explosion from Colt McCoy, but enough for the Cardinals over the Cardinals to get over the hump against the Seahawks team going nowhere fast. 23-13 Cardinals. Then uh, the disappointment of the day, Dallas versus the Chiefs. The Chiefs' demise has been greatly exaggerated. Dallas could only muster field goals on one of the worst defenses in the NFL, and the boy genius, i.e. Dallas OC, failed to make adjustments scheme and personnel-wise. The Chiefs won, but still looked very beatable. Just not on this one. 19-9 Chiefs. That was a debacle from the beginning of the game. Enough for football. I'm going to step into the NBA for a little bit. Uh, this whole Lakers situation... Uh, tonight, uh, last night we had LeBron James with an elbow to young man Stewart's face, busting him open pretty good. They said it was there was no intent, but if there was no intent. Then why did LeBron get ejected? Two losses to OKC, and you can't put away the Pistons. Tensions are high. They did win the game, but the Lakers continue to lose, and as I said, they're going to be the story all year. LeBron is going to have to actually lead the team. He picked. Imagine that. Lead the team. He picked. They sold their soul for a ring. He got his fourth ring. Happy for him. He won't be hitting the fifth. And he already knows that. Nobody else does, though. But I think they're starting to get the idea. Because, like I said, there's no switch to hit. Switch is malfunctioning. Okay, Luke Walton finally gets fired three years too late. But it, but it needed to be done. Luke's not a bad guy. He's a good guy, but he's. I'm not saying he, he's not coach material. It just was the two stops he had were just the wrong teams for him. But we wish luck, Luke good luck. But yeah, it was time for him to go. 
Uh, Kevin Durant sits with a sprained shoulder. He was out Friday. Uh, Jokic for the Denver is also sitting because of a sprained wrist. Uh, Luka Doncic, he had set out the last few games uh, with a bad ankle. Uh, the NBA is coming, becoming a walking wounded. Ben Simmons is still not reporting, still getting fined. Facts are, these are the facts, people. He's going to have to put on a Philly jersey to get out of town. The sooner he embraces that, the better it will be. He's of the mindset that he's just going to get out of town. They're not going to try to stick it to him. No. His trade value is under the table. So they're going to want to, everybody's going to want to see him play. Well, he's basically going to miss this whole season over just not communicating. Because he can only play the crazy card for so long because their doctors are not going to follow suit. So uh, I wish the young man, uh, hopefully he gets it together. But it uh, doesn't look good from his end. You might want to change that agent, guy. <laughs> Let's go to boxing. The big fight this weekend. Crawford versus Porter. It was a good fight. They did not disappoint. But I said, once the ring rust eroded, Terrence Bud Crawford would impose his will. And he did. To Porter's credit, he controlled the fight early. But it was only a matter of time before Bud started chipping away at Porter's style and psyche. The body shots took their toll, put Porter on the mat twice. The second knockdown in the 10th, Porter's dad Porter's dad uh, had seen enough and threw in the towel. Knowing his son had had enough physically, Porter, physically, I think Porter could have finished the could have finished the fight. But it was all over but the crime. You know, he I think he had broke through. Because when Sean Porter starts wrestling and putting the head in there, yeah, you pretty much got him wrapped up. Uh, it was a good fight nevertheless. I hope the other champs were paying attention. Fight somebody. The undercards were horrible. The promoters need to get it on their job. Seriously, we, we want Spence and Crawford. Stop playing. Give the people what they want. Don't forget, Teofimo Lopez and George Cambosis finally get it on on November 27th. Not that anybody cares. The promotion to the fight has been simply embarrassing. Stay tuned for the show. This guy just might take Teofimo out before he gets the guts to fight any of these real guys. Because I don't think he's going to fight Loma again. Even though he beat Loma, I'm just surprised there wasn't a return fight clause in there. And I don't think they'd try to fight him even if there was one. So, he's fighting Cambosis to, to what end, I don't know. Just like uh, Canelo moving up to Cruiserweight to fight a guy who has a belt who nobody knows. No. Newsflash, nobody watches cruiserweight fights, guy. Nobody. Because Canelo walks around at 175 and then hydrates back down. Nobody wants to see him fight uh, Triple G again. Triple G's a little past it. He needs he has to take some Geritol and put on put on some Bengay. Nobody wants to see that again. He's not going to call out Andre Ward. And him fighting the Charlo brothers is like him not, not fighting the Charlo brothers. You could put them together and they couldn't beat him. I'm not knocking Canelo as a fighter because he's a good fighter. He just needs to fight some competition. You can't go around claiming pound for pound and you haven't fought anybody. I mean, your resume is devoid of any... I mean, they he pretty much beat everybody he put in front of him. But, you know, like I said, I'm not, I'm not uh, taking anything away from Canelo. But to say he's the pound for pound king, you just watch Bud Crawford uh, fight a top five fighter? Nah. Don't think so. 
And as for Porter, he retired after the fight. Like I said, I wish that he would go up to like the 154, uh, even the 160. I think if he went up to 155, he would clean the division out. Because he'd be both of the Charlo brothers. And the, other, uh, the Mexican fighter that has the other belt that beat Jamir Charlo up the last fight that they called a draw. I think I, I think it's too soon for Sean to hang him up, but I, I would get out of the 147. Uh, got two killers, got Spence and Crawford. He's not beating those guys. It's just that simple. Uh, they're not of the same ilk. Like Sean Porter's a tough, tough fighter, a skillful fighter, but he's not beating Spence. He's not beating Bud. That's all I'm saying. We just want to see good fights. These guys need to stop ducking and dodging each other. I'm talking to you, uh, Javante Tank Davis. Talking to you, uh, Tiafimo. Talking to you, Ryan Garcia, Mr. Mental Health. Ryan Garcia is one good fight away from being retired. Because if he fights Haney or any of those guys, he's going to be out of boxing. Wrong sport, kid. Wrong sport. Anyway, we come to the end of it here. Uh, for the football fo pool for the weekend that we have, I know I haven't said anything about it in the last couple of uh, last couple of shows, but my nephew, uh, Kieran, won this week. He only missed one game. Uh, I want to shout out my other nephew. I want to shout out my nephew Dutch out there at Westfield High School. They played Dolby High School on Tuesday. Uh, good luck to them. Shout out to my other nephew, Drew, and his partner Nate at Eisenhower. Embrace the moment. When opportunity knocks, you need to answer. You know what that means. You know what you got to do. And shout out to my other nephew, Julius. Keep working. Keep working. It's not what you do when everybody watching. It's what you do when they not. That's the un unwritten rule for being a hoop, hoop guy. So, But that's all I have for Man Down Monday. If you're down, get back up. It's your boy OG. As always, I'm O U T.